FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. This is Faux Monday, the snackable companion to FOMO Sapiens. Of course, we will have a new episode this Thursday, but until then, happy Faux Monday. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, on Thursday, I am joined by a really cool guest. Uh, that sounds very old-fashioned. A really cool guest, but <laughs> she's cool. Her name is Alyssa Cohn. She is a New Yorker, so I met her here through author Dory Clark, who's been on the show, I think, three times now. And she's a startup coach and the author of the book, From Startup to Grown Up. Now, she has been named the number one startup coach in the world. So she has a lot of insights. But in our conversation, I also just wanted to talk to her about the coaching industry. So we get into that a little bit because, I mean, I'd love to have a coach, but I hear about these coaches that are super expensive, people who cost like 50 grand plus a year. And then you find out that your random friend from high school is a coach and you're like, well, how the heck are you a coach? What have you done? And so the industry has always kind of seemed peculiar to me because it's sort of like, well, what does a coach do? What qualifies somebody to be a coach? How much do they cost? And of course, it's all over the map. And so we get into that with Alyssa. But, you know, in advance of that, I just want to talk about the fact that you don't necessarily, listen, it'd be great to be able to have somebody like Alyssa, obviously, she's a pro, but if you can't, you don't want to spend the money, you can't spend the money, or you're just not sure, there are lots of ways to find a coach for free, okay? And so that's what I want to talk about on today's Faux Monday. How can you find a coach even for free? That is the subject. So let's get into it. All right. So I have eight things to say today. Let's start with number one. Before you get a coach, figure out where you need help, right? So listen, having a coach just because you have many things going on in your life is great, but at the same time, knowing what you want to get out of the entire experience is very helpful. And so just knowing and being honest with yourself, and that can be kind of difficult, right? But say, I need a coach because I hate my job. I need a coach because I'm a terrible manager. I need a coach because I can't retain employees. I need a coach because I am horrible in meetings and expressing myself. I have anxiety, whatever those things are for you. Thinking through those things and then of course writing them down, as you know, I am a big believer in writing things down, will help you to figure out the kind of help that you need, whether that's somebody you retain and pay as a coach or whether that's somebody that you you know find in your network, as we'll talk about a little bit later. I'll give you a great example. When I was getting into the world of books, uh, you know, I was really not very comfortable in front of the camera. And I remember I would go, I got these opportunities to do media hits and I, I went to the studio. I went to NBC studios in New York city on the same studio where they filmed like the evening news. And I was on the show called your money. And I thought I was going to drop dead when they turned the camera on. This wasn't even live. This was taped. If I messed up, they could do it again. But when they turned the camera on, I had an out of body experience. My heart beat through my chest. I was so frightened. I didn't know what to say. And it was so nerve wracking. So I needed coaching. I hired a woman who taught me how to 
present on TV. I did one session. It wasn't like it was 19 years of my life. I did one very long session with her. I went and did it in London because it was cheaper, actually. My agent at the time knew this woman who did all the BBC people. And when I priced it out, I mean, she was literally a fraction of what they would have charged me in New York City. And having done that, I fixed my problem. And so that was a real weakness I knew I had. I addressed it and not that I'm perfect, but I definitely don't have that stress anymore. So number one is figuring out where you need the help. Number two, learn how to ask for help. And this gets into the world of, hey, I don't wanna pay for a coach, but I need coaching, right? You don't necessarily have to engage a professional because it turns out that in your life, there are things that you need coaching for. You may not want a generalist, right? Generalist coaches will have frameworks and, and approaches that they'll take you through. But at the same time, it's like anything else. If you wanna learn how to play tennis, a coach that doesn't know tennis isn't gonna be as effective as somebody who does. And so learning how to ask for help once you've identified people that could help you is really hard. And I'm horrible at that. I am the worst. I don't know why I'm so bad at asking for help, but it's taken me my entire life to feel comfortable being vulnerable enough to say, I need help with this. It's something that I super acknowledge. I don't know what that comes from. I guess maybe a childhood of trying to be very self-sufficient. <laughs> I'm certainly getting into a therapy session with you guys today, but anyway, it's a problem. And so I have practiced actually asking for help. And it's it's super awkward, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. There's a guy named Charlie who is a friend I met through some work in New York and he's older than me and super accomplished and kinda, I look up to him and I think he's just a really impressive person. He runs a business and I kinda wanted him to be my mentor and I didn't know how to go about that. So one day we were having um, drinks and I just said, like blurted out like a weirdo, Hey, Charlie, will you be my mentor? And then I think I turned 17 shades of red and he was like, sure. And I thought, I was like, dude, I'm sorry. It felt really weird, but I just had to do that because I'm so uncomfortable. So not saying take my approach and be a weirdo, but learning how to ask for help once you've identified what you need is very powerful. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you gotta do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. To the bay, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. 
Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. All right, number three, finding help isn't just about looking for the Charlies, the people who are older than you and more accomplished. It's also about thinking about what you need and then looking around you 360 degrees. Some of my biggest learnings in life come from people who are younger than me and less experienced but have knowledge about a thing I don't know about. For example, I had to set up a crypto wallet. (laughs) You know who does that all the time? You can ask a 19-year-old. I found this guy, Bruno who works at the VC fund um, that I'm involved with, and he knows all that stuff. And so I was like, Bruno, help me set up my MetaMask wallet. And he helped me. So had I asked Charlie, he'd probably been like, what the heck are you talking about? What is MetaMask? So that's the kind of stuff that sometimes you will find in life that the younger folks have insights. And it's always, I think it's really good to have like, some sort of like person in your life, whether it's your child or associate, business associate, somebody who you can talk to really honestly and just say like, can you explain this meme to me? Because you just want to know, you want to be current, you want to be connected with what's happening right now. And so definitely don't just look up, look all around for help. Number four, look to the great thinkers. You don't necessarily have to know people to get their advice. So you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, That's really powerful. In fact, some of the most insightful coaching I've gotten in my life is from a book that I've read by somebody I respect and admire, Viktor Frankl. I mean, he's no longer with us, but his book, Man's Search for Meaning, was better than, I I would say, any coaching session I could ever have any time in my life. It was just like the insight, the knowledge, the wisdom that I got from that book was so powerful. So definitely think about that. Who are people who have been through your situation or have an insight that is really universal and powerful and where have they recorded that knowledge? Because the reality is that every problem you face, every problem you face, somebody else has faced before and great thinkers, if they're kind and they share their insights, have recorded those things on paper and you can read what they did. And guess what that costs? Nothing. You can take it out of the library. So, and podcasts are free, except you have to listen to ads, right? Number five, offer help yourself. So one thing I've noticed in life is the more that I extend help to people around me, the more I learn from those people, their unique skills and opportunities, and then they can share those with me. So when you sort of learn that you can help other people and that it's fun and enjoyable and it doesn't take much time, not only do you sort of learn how to be a better recipient of help, but you also unlock all these gateways to people who recognize that you've been helpful to them and are willing to help you back in return, whether it's them themselves or whether it's somebody they know that they introduce you to. So just kind of leveraging your network to find people who can be helpful to you is a great way to find coaching. Now, number six, you don't have to just figure this out on your own. And one of the things that we forget about is if you went to college or you worked at some big company, they have resources that you can tap into. It is a huge investment that they make, right? I look at my alma mater, the two schools I went to, they have like a whole alumni career services thing. They're constantly offering up, hey, if you need coaching. And in fact, my my grad school offers up like these people who will coach you for free. They will meet with you. They will do all the things a coach does. 
and it's totally, totally free. Now, maybe not every school offers that, but I can tell you it's very common. In fact, a lot of times too, companies, they have people on staff and HR that offer coaching. There's all kinds of development or they pay for it. So definitely think about that too. If you're like, listen, Patrick, all the stuff you're saying is nice, but I kind of want to work with somebody who is you know, a trained professional in career coaching hit up your university, hit up some company uh, that you work for in the past or in the present, because even companies now have alumni programs like JB Morgan, where I work, has a whole alumni thing that they do. And you can leverage that. And it's awesome because it's free and they have deep resources that you wouldn't just get if you were asking around. So it can be a great way to sort of up your game when you're looking for coaching. Now, number seven, this is another way to get value for money find somebody who is training to be a coach. So I've had a couple of friends who have trained to be coaches. And this whole coaching thing, uh, as we talk about on Thursday, there are some licensed coaches. There's like a whole licensing thing around it that um, you know not everybody does apparently, but it is a thing in the industry. And so if you look at that, when somebody is trying to get their licensing, they actually have to do like pro bono work or deeply discounted work. So you can find somebody who just wants to get in the hours that they're like, listen, I gotta do 50 hours of consultations before I can apply for my, my license. And they will do it at a very low rate or for free. And so hit those people up, ask around, and you can be, you know, it's an experiment. Obviously, they're not going to be super experienced, but they have done the training. So they understand the frameworks. They know how to take you through. And it can be a great way to get help on the cheap and also help somebody to get their licensing. And they will always remember you. Finally, bartering. We forget about this. Bartering is a great thing. It's like, hey, you have a certain set of skills. I have a certain set of skills. Neither of us really wants to pay for those things. What can we barter? And I do this all the time, actually, with different people where it's like, listen, you know, you're doing some really cool thing and I'd love to have your services, but like, I don't necessarily want to come out of pocket for that. Let me help you. I'll teach you how to be a podcaster. I'll teach you about writing a book or whatever, whatever that person needs. And so trading of services is great. And the reason why it's so great is because, you know, people are open to it because they recognize, hey, like this, the thing that I'm going to offer to you it is an intangible. Obviously, it has value, but it's not like I'm giving you out like a, a big like gold bar, right? <laughs> that you know what it's worth. And it has a market value. Which with these kinds of things, it's a more squishy. And therefore, the the cost of giving somebody the service for free, if you're trading for something of value, is 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 you know, it's a good trade-off. And so bartering is a good way to go with these kinds of things as well. All right. So those are my eight things just to recap. Figure out where you need help to learn how to ask for help. Three, don't just look to the people who are more established, look all around 360. Four, tap into the, the brains of the great thinkers. Five, offer help yourself. Six, hit up your university or your jobs and get them to pay for what you need. Number seven, find somebody who's in training and then just get the discount. And number eight, barter. All right, that is my advice. I'm very curious what you guys think, if you have viewpoints on this. So hit me up. You can find me on email at Let's Connect to Patrick McGinnis, on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. Okay, we will see you on Thursday with Alyssa Cohn. Until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.